This is the Startup Guide to Growth. Scaling and growing a startup requires marketing, sales, product, talent strategy, and so much more. At Sapphire Ventures, we bring you actionable growth strategies that can help you scale your company with insights and stories from accomplished operators. Ready to grow your company? Then listen up. All opinions expressed by Sapphire and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions or views of Sapphire Ventures, LLC. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment recommendation or otherwise relied upon as the basis for investment decisions. Hi, my name is Rico Malazzi, and I am vice president at Sapphire Sport, our early stage fund focused on investing in companies operating at the nexus of tech, culture, and community. Today, I am very excited to have a conversation on the metaverse. It seems to be a concept that is on the tip of everyone's tongue. From the renaming of companies to corporate earning announcements to technology conferences on pretty much any topic, the metaverse has seemed to have made its way into the conversation. Today, I'm excited to be having a discussion with two professionals building in the metaverse. Kathy Hackle, Chief Metaverse Officer at Journey, a consulting agency on the metaverse, and Erica Wicksneeds, VP Global Marketing at Adidas. In this episode, we will discuss what the metaverse is, how big brands are approaching it, and how startups can participate in the next trillion dollar market opportunity. Our guest, Kathy, had to take this from the busy city of New York, so you may hear some background noise, but we did our best to have a very engaging conversation on this topic. Erica and Kathy, thank you so much for having this conversation with us today. I'm, I'm really excited. The first question I want to ask is, can you provide the audience with a little bit of background about yourself, how you found the metaverse, or maybe how the metaverse found you for that matter? And then I also want you to answer one other question, because I think we say the term a lot, but actually understanding what it means is, is, can be quite tough, difficult. So what is the metaverse in your mind? So we'll, we'll start it with that question. Maybe Kathy, do you want to go first? Sure. My name is Kathy Hackle. I am the Chief Metaverse Officer and co-founder at Journey, which is a new design and innovation consultancy, working on the new customer journeys of today and the future. I've been in metaverse-related industries for almost eight years, worked with HTC Vive as a VR evangelist, evangelist during uh, their partnership with Spielberg's adaptation of Ready Player One, then went over to Magic Leap, worked as an enterprise strategist, and obviously Neil Stevenson, who coined the term metaverse, was our chief futurist at Magic Leap when I was there. Then Amazon Web Services, where I worked on large-scale gaming simulations, and then jumped off on my own and got acquired by Journey uh, recently. And I've been working with brands like Clinique, Procter & Gamble, Ralph Lauren, and many more on Metaverse and Web3 strategies. So just thrilled to be here. Thank you. Yeah, and hi, my name is Erica Wicksneed, and I have the badass job of getting to be the Global Vice President of Adidas Originals. So my background is really always leading brands and building platform strategies for businesses that want to be relevant and find that intersection of culture, commerce, and community. And so I've had the privileges of working really at emerging youth marketing spaces for gaming, digital marketing, strategy, business development. I've been at brands like Google and Uber and PayPal, Venmo. And so I've really been thinking about always how we can create more inclusive models to invite and inspire consumers to participate with brands and Web3 and the metaverse really offers even more of a, a deeper, meaningful way to co-create and connect 
between brands and consumer experiences. So I am also leading the Adidas into the metaverse globally for the brand, which has been an exciting journey that we kicked off. And hopefully many of you are a part of it. So I actually think that's a, a great lead into my next question, because I want to, both of you are operating at where big brands kind of intersect with the metaverse. So maybe Erica, I'll start with you. Could you provide us with a little bit of overview of what the Adidas kind of into the metaverse campaign is? And what, what are the goals for Adidas in engaging with the metaverse? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, Adidas is a, is a brand that's, I think we're turning like 75 years old next year. We're a brand that's a legacy brand, a heritage brand, but we have to consistently reinvent ourselves to stay relevant and connected to youth culture. And what Adidas into the metaverse represents is actually the manifestation of the values that founded our organization by Adi Dossler which is really, truly believing that through sports, we have the power to change lives. And when we looked at the underlying values shaping this new emerging Web3 space, it's we think teamwork and collaboration and co-ownership and between this athlete mindset and our brand is a space that's really rich for us to participate in. And so it's actually not a campaign. We have a really big vision for how we want to show up in the metaverse and how we want to democratize our brand and give our brand back to fans and the communities that we service around the world. So we've launched the first ever branded NFT last December. We released 30,000 NFTs after we aped into the Board Ape Yacht Club with, with uh, the purchase of our own ape to, to really humbly bow to the space and, and be a partner of the creators of this new space. Um, and then we worked with Chi Money to create a content series that makes it easier for people to participate in Web3, learn what it's about, kind of reduce some of the barriers to entry. We've also struck a collaboration with Pixel Vault, who has helped us do ongoing forging events, but they've also written our characters into their Punk's Comic Edition number two. So we're forever memorialized in Web3 lore. And on Friday, we just did the world's largest volume NFT airdrop of all time, rewarding all of our phase two token holders with a capsule collection that is yet to be revealed. So we have viewed this as a bigger paradigm shift for marketeers, for business operators, owners, this is truly the opportunity for omni-channel, but in a way that's far much more immersive. I'm excited to get into that, but our it look it might look like a campaign today, but we are fully invested in building this out across all of our touch points for years to come. No, I think that's, well, first of all, super proud and excited owner of the Into the Metaverse NFTs myself, so excited for what the future holds. But I, I think you brought up a good point there is actually, you know, dropping an NFT is the starting point, not the ending point. That's the beginning of a relationship with your community. And what you do there, day one, day two, is really what matters. I think that's a really good point. Kathy, I want to ask you a question because you operate and work with some of the largest brands in the world on their metaverse strategy. So what reasons are you seeing them being most interested in the metaverse? And I guess I, I'll ask at a high level, are they getting it right today? So at first, I want to applaud the work Erica's doing because Erica's work with Adidas and the way they've partnered with community is, to me, one of the great examples, right, of how to get Web3 right. 
when it's co- about com- collaboration, community, utility. I mean, I absolutely love the work they've been doing. So Erica, hats off to you for, you know, for, for the work you guys have done. What I would say with the brands I work with, you know, I think a lot of them, you know, sometimes a lot of them have started doing something as a marketing activation, right? They put, you know, their marketing team wanted to do something in the metaverse. So they did something, they put their stake in the ground. They say, we're the first to do X, right? And some of them are, you know, after that, putting, taking a step back and saying, okay, what does this really mean for us? What does the metaverse and its longer vision, what does Web3 mean for us? And they take a step back and, and they work with someone like me to create a holistic strategy and roadmap and then start implementing. And what I'm seeing from them is just commitment to the future of the internet better understanding, wanting to better understand community in Web3. It's still, I think, hard for a lot of brands, especially in the luxury side. If, you, you know, if you've spent billions of dollars building brand equity, the idea of co-creating something or, or giving your IP away is still a little bit hard, I think. So there is a level of education and evolution and then you know, testing and learning, right? So for example, so for some of the brands that we work with, we do a lot of testing for them in private. You know, we do things you know, where we test you know, potentially, you know, whether it's like a, a Web3 brand that they spin off, which can take more risks, right? Or whether it's doing something in private where they're testing things. So I think everyone's approaching it differently. I think the people that get it right are the brands that are taking the time to create a holistic strategy to really put some thought through this, right? And whether the incentive is looking at this as a new potential revenue stream, right? Or whether it is engaging with new customers or engaging with newer audiences that might be more in the gaming space. I think everyone's approaching this differently. So it's crawl, walk, or run. No, There's no one-size-fits-all strategy for everyone. What works for Adidas might not work for a different brand, right? So yeah, I think it's, it's just an exciting time to test and learn, innovate, take some risks if you can, if you're a brand that can do that. And then, yeah, lean into the community, lean into utility, lean into co-creation if you're, you know, if you're able to do so. Yeah, I, I think those are those are great points. It's kind of having the, I guess, the emotional intelligence to understand what's already being built and what's already being there, and you're kind of acting as a part of the community rather than you know driving the community. So you're more of a partner in this journey. I think those are great points for some of these large brands. I'll ask this question, and maybe both of you can opine on it. How do you think large organizations should approach the metaverse from an organizational standpoint? Is this, you know, the early days of social media, um, you know, you used outside firms and then everyone built their own social media organizations in-house. Is metaverse a marketing activity? Is this a separate Web3 team? Should we have chief metaverse officers? I would love to get your feedback. And and maybe, Erica, you can even (laughs) pull the curtain back a little bit on how Adidas is doing this as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, honestly, it, it, it partially goes back to really needing to first ask yourselves, the organization having the, I think you called it the EQ, the emotional intelligence to check in to see what it is you want to stand for. What are your value systems? What are your appetites for risk? And where do you want to go as a brand? When we did a lot of this depth of research of ethnography and qualitative research in the very beginning. And we truly approach this not as a marketing team initiative, not as a revenue generating initiative. We started really just being curious and trying to behave as an anthropologist to understand what's the emerging value shaping the space. One of the things we learned right away through this work was it has the ability to be so transformative to the organization over time. And so we started on first 
just educating one another about what are all the things that if you unpack metaverse, you know, it's AR, it's VR, it's web two, but it's also pushing into this new blockchain crypto space, web three. And, you know, where is the adoption curve at and what is the risk appetite for a brand like Adidas? So one thing that I've learned through this also is it's not tops down. It's not going to be hierarchical at all because the way that web three and cryptocurrency is taking off is the behaviors are truly grassroots. It's community led. So don't expect the IT department and the chief innovation officer or the chief digital officer to have the answers. You actually need to flip the model and start with the frontline employee team who have a passion and interest in the space and are getting their sleeves rolled up, playing in the Discord, connecting on Twitter, trading and purchasing NFTs themselves. And so you're going to learn right away as a brand, like you're going to start talking about compliance and treasury and securities. And some of these hairier topics are going to come up, but you truly need to create the space to be letting those who are at the forefront and want to play in the space and lead and develop that strategy with you. So we built a task force that was cross-functional. It was completely flat. We had two co-leaders of it across digital plus myself, and then a steer co that we had organized. So it, it was a one Adidas approach to building this platform strategy and multi- year roadmap approach. And then we did the due diligence to make sure we brought on board our board, our supervisory board. And at the end of the day, I think that you will see evolving models. So we are doing what's right for us in the way that our organization is set up and structured today and where we want to go, but it's not going to be right for everyone. And so I think it's worth the conversation and and truly checking in with um, your leadership, like I said, on values alignment, appetite for risk, and where Kathy had said, what is going to be the scope you want to take in the beginning? But there's certainly now more and more case studies of brands coming in, other sectors and industry coming in that, you know, marketeers and others around organizations can take a look at and playbooks that you can start to borrow from. That's awesome. Kathy, is there anything you want to add there? I know, I know you get to see quite a diversity of organizations engaged with the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, I work with a lot of different brands and different, you know, Adidas is obviously ahead of the game, I would say. With some of the companies I work with, some of them are setting up metaverse business units. Like they're all in, they really want to do this. So like with them, I'm even like trying to help like identify who potentially can lead this within the org. What are the types of characteristics or like roles that they're going to need? What are the skills that they need? You know? So, so yeah, some of them, it's like actually helping them organize that metaverse business unit, right? Others are, you know, just starting with education. So everyone's, I think in a different timeline. What I do think, and the reason I gave myself that title, Chief Metaverse Officer, was because I wanted to start a conversation about how Metaverse and Web3 and all the elements, especially of the Metaverse, are very different. You can't just necessarily pretend to bring someone over from, like, this is the way I, what I joke and I say, like, you can't pretend to bring your, like, the person that's been doing Twitter community management and plop them to Discord. Like, these are... These are different, different, different ways of communicating, right? It's kind of changing the mindset a little bit, understanding that where is metaverse, you know, and if you think about it, it's the future of the internet, right? You know, future state of today's, you know, the, the successor state of today's mobile internet, who is going to own that? Who is going to be responsible for that? Who's going to recruit for that? Who's going to build teams around that? Who's going to understand, you know, that you need unity, unreal developers, solidity developers.
What do you think is the biggest barrier adoption today for the metaverse experience for consumers and brands alike? You know, I still think we're very early on this S curve. So what do you think of the, or what are you most looking forward to to be built that'll help kind of bring more brands, more, more individuals into the metaverse? I mean, I can take a start. I bought a house in Austin, Texas, the same week I aped in myself to buying a board ape. And I have to tell you, I think the biggest barrier to entry is the mindset quite often for brands and for people running an organization. It's quite a big leap to start to get into the space that quite frankly, predominantly is still led by fintech and the DeFi movement. I, I think it's still at the early days of getting popularized and becoming more pop culture-esque and then becoming a tangible way to create new value exchange across industries and sectors. I think the mindset shift is big because it's also unregulated largely. It forces organizations to also have to be open and willing to take some risks, have a lot of conversations amongst themselves because the meetings that we had the last year leading up to launch, I have met everyone in Adidas, <laughs> tax, treasury, legal, finance, digital innovation, our e-com teams, the marketing like everyone, there's implications to all facets of the business, depending on how big your appetite is for getting into the space. Because now we have to ask ourselves difficult questions like, okay, how do we how do we put this on our balance sheet? <laughs> Even when we make money inside the digital wallet and have ETH sitting on the wallet, there were decisions we had to make about, well, how quickly are we converting this to fiat and when do we need to disclose this and how? Um, so I think that the mindset shift, um, but also, again, it goes back to you need to, you, you as an organization and as organizational leaders are going to have to check in and figure out your risk appetite and, and what's the right move in a way for you. But I would always start where Kathy's coming in at is like really underlying the values and your value system alignment and how you want to show up in this space. So I think it's the conversations, it's making the time and it'll be the mindset shift. That makes a lot of sense. Or you can do what a lot of other people do in the crypto space and hodl, right? <laughs> Kathy, the question I'd like to ask you, you know, as you know, Sapphire is an investor in startups. Our listeners tend to be CEOs and leaders across these startups. To that end, where do you see the biggest role for startups in the metaverse? How should they approach brands to work with them on this? Where do you think the biggest opportunities are for startups in the metaverse? I'd love to kind of get your perception on that. As I work with a lot of the bigger brands, they're all looking to partner, right? They're all looking to collaborate. So, you know, what Adidas did, obviously partnering with G-Money and partnering with, you know, Port Apes and all those sorts of things. I mean, that is proof of, you know, of everything that's happening in the space. So it's a lot about building the right type of partnerships. It's a really exciting moment to collaborate. So, yeah, I mean, for, for the Web3 start, web startups and, and some of the game development startups that that I work with, they're not necessarily worried about the downturn right now, which is really interesting. They're really, you know, growing. Many of them are profitable already. So I think that's a little bit different than the rest of tech, not for everyone, but for, for some of them. So yeah, what are the biggest opportunities? I mean, there's so many different industries and verticals that still haven't been, you know, necessarily touched or, or scaled. So, you know, I'm very excited personally about the fashion side. I think it says a lot that in the web one, web two era, you know, you know, adult entertainment is kind of what led innovation into each his own. But 
I think that with this new era that we're going into, I see arts and fashion and architecture just really leading the way. And I think that's a big statement as to where we're heading and a big opportunity for, you know, startups in those sectors as well. You know, already seeing, you know, of course, you know, artifact getting acquired by Nike, a huge moment. So, yeah, I mean, I think those sectors are really exciting. And yeah, I mean, I'm really interested in what the, you know, the metaverse startups in, in, in medical, in healthcare, I think those are going to be revolutionary. Even the startups that are working on, you know, the the optics that when whenever we move into you know wearables and AR glasses and all that stuff. So like company like Mojo Vision, I find fascinating. They're working on the contact lenses and they're just a really interesting company to look out for. So I don't know. I, I think it'll be it'll be an interesting time for a lot of these. I do know that like I said, a lot of them are already profitable, you know, which is uh, really exciting. And yeah, just look out, I think look out for what's happening, especially in the fashion space. I feel like fashion, art and architecture are definitely leading the way. I think those are some great points. And another thing where startups and brands have exciting opportunities, you know, there's a new form of data that comes off from the metaverse, whether it's on-chain data or, you know, these kind of anon profiles and, and how do you engage with those in a pragmatic way in an intelligent way um, using the data that's available, you know, and some of it's openly available on-chain. So I think there's enormous opportunities for brands and startups to partner in that space as well. I'd like to kind of conclude the conversation with a fun question here. Fast forward in 10 years, what does the metaverse look like? Erica, maybe we'll start with you. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, I really hope it exceeds our expectations. (laughs) Because, (laughs) again, starting with values and purpose is how I I approach rebuilding and then scaling brands. And in in this case, I think there's a lot of promise for if we have the right ethics and value structures leading this new path forward, which automatically gives a lot of sovereignty and ownership back to the communities and the builders who put the sweat equity into making this new internet experience and interoperable, it could really be a powerful game changer that I think we all need and want, especially when we have a lot of problems in the world. We need collaboration and communities to come together to solve some really hard problems and also have fun doing it, right? Gaming is the highest form of entertainment and play. And I think it was Einstein that said, you know, when you play and and a lot of what's happening right now with, with Web3 and Metaverse is gaming related, you know, it helps people unlock, you know, new powerful creative thinking and imagination. So I expect it to be a lot of different metaverses interlinked, interoperable. I'm I'm hopeful that it also starts to erode some of the systems that have held back progress and innovation. My one hope for it is that it enables perpetual renaissance of creativity and imagination. So that, that, that's my hope for the space. I think it's interesting because the metaverse is not, it's not here yet, right? It's being built. It's going to be built over the next decade. The infrastructure, the hardware, the content, like it's all being created today. So in 10 years, where do I see us? Hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm probably envisioning a world where we have some type of wearable, potentially glasses, right, that we'll be wearing to replace cell phones. And, but that, you know, that requires a lot of work. I think people underestimate how hard it is to put a supercomputer on someone's face. Having worked in VR hardware and spatial computing glasses, it's a tough challenge. I think my biggest hope for the next 10 years, to be honest, getting away from the hardware, is the idea of owning your own data because of blockchain technology. 
And maybe those systems that Erica mentioned, I'm hoping that, you know, we're moving, move away from the era of extraction where our data is extracted from us to a data, an era of data ownership where we're going to be own our data and, and kind of make it work for us. That's something I'm really excited about and potentially making that, you know, happen. So do I see multiple metaverses? I personally see one greater metaverse and many metaverse platforms, some open and decentralized, uh, you know, with that level of interoperability. I do think there might be some walled gardens that we might go into from time to time. But yeah, that's kind of how I envision it. And hopefully, you know, my kids will be, at that time, they will be 21 and 20 and 16. And I really hope it's a better place than what it is right now. Yes, yes. I think like with any new technology, there, there's going to be probably some social things we'll have to take care of. I know the founder of Second Life talked about some of the, the experiences he had when he created one of the first metaverses and how to... I guess, moderate some of that activity. But I do think it's an, an exciting, one of our portfolio companies says the metaverse isn't a destination, it's a dimension. And I think that's a great way of looking at it, that this is a new dimension, a new medium for us to engage as a community, engage as consumers, engage as brands, as, engage as friends. And I'm excited about that future as well. I want to thank you, Erica and Kathy, for taking the time to speak with our audience this was a great discussion. And if, if one last thing, if our audience wants to kind of read up on what you're doing or, or get in touch, what, what's the best way to follow you? Twitter or, um, yeah, please give whatever you think is the best kind of contact information for our audience. Well, I jump in time to time on our Discord into the metaverse. So you'll see me as, hey, Erica. So I, I still try to pop in every week and, and find me there. Find me at hey, Erica WS on Twitter and LinkedIn. It's definitely where I'm starting to network. So you can always hit me up there with messages and I'm happy to reply and respond. Awesome. Kathy? Uh, LinkedIn is definitely the best place for me. So Kathy Hackle across all social, H-A-C-K-L. Yeah, I think that that's one of the places, you know, I, I have several books. I've got the latest one called Navigating the Metaverse, which is available. You can go to metaversebook.com, find it there. And then I do have, you know, if people want to get up leveled, I have courses with LinkedIn, for example, that you can uh, tune into. And yeah, you know, just excited to connect with anyone and, and help guide them and, and, you know, help them navigate the, the turbulent waters of where we're heading into. Yes. Well, I thank you for being our Metaverse Sherpas today. Look forward to having further conversations on this topic. Thank you both so much. 